What is up, sheepdogs? I'm so excited for this episode. I'm so excited for you to dive into the Changing the Culture podcast. I'm also super excited for the artist that I'm featuring at the end of this episode. He is a police officer. He goes by One Time Music. Go find him on Instagram. You can find any of his music on Spotify or Apple music. Um, and this song that I am featuring is called Baptized in Blue. And I hope that it pumps you up the way that it, it pumps me up. So make sure you do that. Check check them out at the end of this episode. Enjoy. What is up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another podcast episode of the Changing the Culture podcast with your host, me, Autumn Schmidt. As always, I'm very excited to have you here. Today's podcast episode is a deep one. It is brought to you by my my own mind fuckery. And I thought that, you know, what a more beautiful um, way to express to you and talk to you and relate to you on something um, so that maybe even just one person can know that they are not alone um, on, you know, the thoughts in your head, right? The thoughts in your head, the thoughts in my head, they they really tend to... um, creep up on us. And it just seems like sometimes we can't outrun them. And so the thought is that, um, what do you do? And the reason I want to talk to you about this is because obviously, as you guys know, I'm extremely passionate about, um, very passionate about first responder suicide and preventing it. And what, and it's not even just about like, obviously it's about that, but it's also about like, what gets us there? Like, what is getting us to this low spot? What is getting us to this spot in our heads and our lives? And why are we not more supported? And why are we not out there fixing this problem? And you know, you speak, you hear me speak about this uh, very consistently across all platforms um, on social medias. If you talk to me in person, you know, I'm very passionate about this. And, um, And so today, here's the thing that the last episode was another beautiful, um, you know, session where I'm literally coaching myself. And so I'm, I'm start coaching you out of my own, um, bad, like mind fuck. I was just in a really low spot and I just, I just want to keep showing up and doing that for you because there's, there's so many of you that are reaching out to me and you're like, thank you because you don't, you don't get it. Like I'm in a low spot. I was there last week. I was there. And I get to go listen to your podcast and it really helped me. And, and that's really why I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing because we really need to change the culture. I want to show you that somebody who's just as badass as I am, which listen, <laughs> a lot of people don't like to toot their own horns, but listen to me, you know, not only am I a police officer, not only can I hold my own on the streets, not only, you know, have I been really good backup and, you know, honestly, I will stand there and I will toot my own horn with that. But that's something I really am proud of. I, you know, I'm a certified defensive tactics instructor taught at the academy, taught police officers how to fight. I'm a second degree black belt. I've won multiple um, championships in, you know, forms and fighting um, in karate and across my state, across New England and uh, international titles. You know, I'm, I'm very proud of all of that. I'm proud of what I've done. I'm proud, you know, that I still tango with BJJ and boxing and, and, um, really keep up my art. And, you know, so by all means, I'm a, you know, I'm an alpha female and, um, you know, so I've packed a few pounds on since my injury, but you know, I'm, I'm shedding them off and, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm really getting back into shape. And so 
you know, somebody like me who is, you know, admitting to you, look, like, this is who I am. And, you know, pretty badass, pretty tough girl. And, you know, I hit a fucking rock bottom. I hit rock bottom and it, it was devastating to me. And hell, like here I am, you know, I'm out there. I'm a successful business owner. I'm, I'm really proud of my journey. It's not that easy. It's been actually really difficult. And I'm trying to show you like, look, it's okay. And look, people, all sorts of people go through the shit that you're going through just because if somebody would have been there talking to me when I hit my really low point of no longer being able to be a police officer, I just really think that I would have bounced back a hell of a lot quicker than I did. And so that's really my passion. You know, I, I was talking to somebody, another officer recently, and he said, you know what, what the hell drives you? Like what drives you to do what you're doing? And you know, family, you know, what drives me honestly is I, I can't, I just ask myself why constantly, why? Why, 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 why? Why is this profession? It's not gone to shit, okay? Some days I feel like saying that. It really hasn't totally gone to shit because you're here, I'm here, here we are. But like, you know, why do we always talk about old school police policing? Like, why do we always talk about that? Why do we love the veteran police officers? You know, other than they have a million stories and they can, you know, they can police better than you and I ever dreamed of, you know? <laughs> you know, but like, why do we get like, why do we get that, those butterflies in our stomach when we talk about that? Why do, you know, why are we so drawn to the thin blue line and the brother and sisterhood? And, you know, why, why is that? And, and for a lot of us, I hope, why do we feel an immediate bond with anybody who carries the badge, a badge? Okay. Like, why do we feel that? And those are these questions that I ask myself over and over and over my, over and over and over, right? I'm just, over and over and over. And then I ask myself, okay, so like, what's going on? Where's this disconnect? And then I get on social media and I see other people, you know, chase, like just tearing people down, just tearing people down. And listen, I'll be honest with you. And I know I've said this, but I'll out myself again, because I own everything that I say when I go on rants, you know, I can't be held responsible for those. No, I totally can be. You know, I did, I came out, I saw a lot of girly girls posting up on the gram and that really bothered me. It really shook me to my core. What I realized is that was, I was totally insecure about a few things, you know, I'd gained weight I, and, um, and I really was like not liking it. I also felt offended that these women were ruining my, you know, law enforcement, like you're ruining my career. You're, you're, you're ruining my profession. Like you're making me look so bad. And so I came out and I, I gave a bunch of females, a bunch of shit. That wasn't the right thing to do. It just wasn't. I never went out and I never went out and never named names. I never went on anyone's profile, never slid in their DMS. I just made podcasts and some posts talking about fucking, you know, what the hell, uh, Instagram versus reality. Now I don't regret it. Do I think that I could have went about it a different way? Sure. What I'm telling you is we don't need to be doing that. We don't need to be tearing each other down. While I think that's a bunch of bullshit and I stand behind that, I do admire women who are beautiful, just as anybody else do. I admire beautiful men, you know, but I think there's a time and place for it. And I just don't think in uniform is that place. I, I just don't. Um, I know of, I know of some police officers who have been raped on duty had their asses handed to them on duty, 
And I just don't ever, I never wanted to make myself more of a target than I already was. Cause I already knew that be, me being a female, you know, and a little smaller than, you know, I'm five, six, I'm not a small female by any stretch, but definitely smaller than, you know, most typical cops, six foot, you know, male cop. So I knew I already had a target on my back. And so I just never want to become more of a target. Right. So what I'm trying to say is I, I, t- I take a look around and, and, and the culture has got very judgmental. Okay. And I, I made a video about this, but I, you know, and, and yes, I am going off, but you need to hear it. You need, you need to hear everybody needs to hear this. What I'm about to say is I, I made a video about this. And if you haven't gone and seen it on my IGTV, my Instagram um, TV, you need to go and you need to just listen to it for a minute because it is so true. You know, who, who are we, who the hell are we to judge anybody for anything underneath the badge? We are not. If, if this person is a first responder and they have a badge on, okay. And they do their job and they are good backup because that's the do. And like, I was having this conversation recently with another police officer. I was like, look, at the end of the day, that's all, that's all that matters. Okay. I don't care underneath the badge. What the hell you do? You want to gang bang, go gang bang. That has nothing to do with me. Right? Like I can't judge you. I should not judge you for that. Right? I just, that's not, who am I to judge you? Who are you to judge me? I'm going to tell you right now, there is one thing when I can't even call it a person, <laughs> right? That's ever going to judge me. Right. And that's the universe, God, whatever you want to call it. That is it. That is the only judgment I'll allow. I won't even allow myself to judge myself because that's just getting into like critical thinking and all this shit. But what I'm saying is the two things that really matter as a first responder is can you do your job? Can you do your job? Right? You got hired. So obviously being, you know, truthful and having integrity and, you know, all this stuff, being a good moral character and all that shit, that, that matters. But once you're on the job, okay, so that now you're on the job, they deemed all that, they did the background check, they deemed you fine. The two things that we need to be focused on are, can you do the job? And if you can do the job, are you good backup? Those are the two things that we need to focus on. And that is just it. That is just it. And, and so that's what brings me back to putting a positive spin back on the shit that I see on Instagram as far as, okay, we see a lot of cops working out. I love it. What I want to see is more cops, boxing, kickboxing, BJJ, all of it, not just one of it, all of it. Okay. Like I want to see you do it all. I want to see you be able to protect yourself. Love that. Right. Love cops seeing, you know, hydrating, eating healthy. I love that. Uh, Doing the uh, firearm thing. I love that. I love cops, you know, chilling with their families. I love all of that, right? Like they're getting, like they're showing you, yo, like I'm prepping for the job. I'm running, I'm working out. I'm like doing all this stuff. And I love that. I think that's beautiful. That's a great thing to show on Instagram. I do. But I also think that we need not, we need to not shit on everybody for not looking the same way, for not trying to fit in this mold. Okay. Like I didn't, I never put on Instagram when all those times that my husband and I would go and shoot guns or all those times that I would be walking around my house and put a penny on the, on my um, sights of my gun and just shoot my gun. How many times I was dry firing with my duty weapon right around my house or in my locker room. Like I never had to show anybody that I just did the work, right? Don't judge me for the lack of not seeing it, but just understand that I was damn good backup and I was there. I never put on 
socials all all the times that I was working out and I was busting my ass and I was doing all these things and you know I never social media wasn't around when I was growing up and I was you know training and doing jujitsu and all that shit like but I was doing I was doing the work so you didn't have to worry one thing that you can't put on social media is learning the streets learning people and developing command presence look you either have it or you don't and fucking if you don't, I'm telling you right now, you better learn how to get some. <laughs> There's really no medium in between in there, but you, you have to really learn it. And it's, it's a really, it's an art. Command presence is an art, right? And I, you guys got me got off, going off on a whole different tangent than what I thought I was going to talk about, but here I am and we're talking about it. So essentially what I'm saying is We can't be judging people. So beyond all this shit, right? If they're good backup and they can do their job, meaning they're handling their calls, you're not fucking carrying their asses. They're safe and they are good backup. Then shut the fuck up about them. Just shut up because you, my friend, don't get to you. I don't care how long you've been on the job. I don't care what your rank and position is. I don't care vice, vice versa about them too, like where they're at. You don't get to judge them. And I wish I would have told myself this as a younger police officer, because especially when you're a rook, you come on and you're like, fuck everybody. I just came out of the, the academy. I'm a badass. Screw everybody. <laughs> like, this is kind of how you feel, right? And not necessarily to other cops, but just everybody else in your life. <laughs> you just like literally feel like you're Superman or Superwoman, and they do give you that complex. The, the thing is, is that's killing us. That's killing our culture. We are a brother and a sisterhood. And if you knew me and if you ever spent any time with me, then you would know that that's how I operate. I have members across the country that reach out to me, firefighters, EMTs, police officers, military personnel. And I will tell you right now, I don't care. We're having a conversation. You want to talk, we're talking. You, you know what I mean? They, they reach out to me and I will help them. I see them in person and a lot of cops always do a double take. Like in, in Maine, most cops know all cops. Like it's just, it's really small in Maine. We have one Academy like for the entire state and everybody just knows everybody. And so it was really funny. Like we'll be walking. Like I, I just remember a couple of weeks ago, I was walking through. No, this was a couple of months ago now. Cause this was pre quarantine. I'm walking through um, the, I'm walking through the shop. Uh, it's called market basket. It's right. Grocery shop. And I see these two, this couple, and I'm like, they're fucking cops. I know they are. And it's like, son of a bitch, I could just pick you out of here. And they picked me right out too, because <laughs> they kept staring at me. They're like, oh, how do we know her? And then another cop walked up to me and we knew each other and we started shooting the shit. And I'm like, yo, who the fuck are they? And he's like, oh yeah, they work for like this PD over there and shit. And it was cool. And then like, we were all just like, hey, what's up? Like, you know, cause you're on the job and I'm on the job. Like that automatically makes us cool. And like, and that's just how it is, you know, unless you cross me. Right. But I think we need more of that. I remember when I first started the job, I had to do some, I had to do this extradition, I had to go down. I was a deputy. I had to go down with another deputy to Florida. And he, he, he like walked up to these other deputies that were in Florida. We, we went, um, we were at like grab chow someplace or something. I can't remember. And anyways, it's he like, he's like, oh, look, there's two deputies. And I'm like, oh, shit. And of course, I'm brand new, no nothing. And he's like, oh, let's go say hi. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. He's like, Autumn, we're cops. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I forgot. But fuck. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't know. And um, 
because I hadn't been to the academy yet. And so I was, so anyways, they like, they hooked us up and they like gave us like free fucking tickets into Universal and like just all this shit. Like it's awesome. And I'm like, that's the brotherhood, man. That's it. And I'm just saying that, you know, everybody has their own opinion as to why we have officers committing suicide, why we have first responders worldwide. Like what, what's going on? Okay. A lot of people have opinions. We have a lot of professionals out there looking into this. Um, you know, I know the IACP, International Association Chiefs of Police, are looking into it. They're taking this very seriously, according to them. And um, I know that they have professionals, you know, researching and all this shit. But I'm just a boots on a ground officer, right? And I just talk to a lot of first responders. And here's what I've gathered from my intel from talking to people who aren't afraid to tell me the truth because they know that it just stays between me and them. A lot of it has to do with the culture, you guys. A lot of it has to do with um, not feeling like anybody has your back. And I think we all know that, like, to some extent, like, admins just not never going to have our backs, right? Because at the end of the day, like, they have to be a neutral. They have to be neutral. And, like, they have to do IA investigations. And they have to do all these things, right? And a police department is obviously there for the public as well, right? So they're this, like, middle ground. And we have to know that. So that leaves us to have the support of our officers, our coworkers, our frontline supervisors. And if we do not have that, we are, we constantly find ourselves asking ourselves, why are we doing this job? What the fuck am I doing? I mean, I just remember asking myself so many times, I'm like, what the fuck am I even doing? I'm, I'm answering Facebook harassments, the DVs that are just continuing to go on and on and on. I'm dealing with drunk drivers who are idiots, right? And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And like, I don't, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but I do because I, I'm really big against drunk driving. I think it's so dumb. Um, and <clears throat> I'm just dealing with the same shit over and over and over again. Same drug dealers, same people, you know, that are trafficking the drugs, you know, same kids doing, committing, you know, stupid shit because they're bored and just same stuff over and over and over and over again, you know? And I just kept feeling like I am making no difference. I'm making no, I, I signed up. I want to make a difference. I'm not making a difference. Not only am I not making a difference, my coworkers don't have my back. My admin doesn't have my back. Like, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Right. And I just have to say that I feel like a lot of cops have had that. And I can't speak for FD and EMT and correctional officers. I can't. But I have an idea to some extent, and dispatchers, I have, a, I have an idea to some extent you guys go through the same shit. And all it is is our admin is our admin, and we, and we get in there and we think like they all have our backs because they hired us, right? And they were pumped when they hired us, but then they like, be, they for some reason get very less pumped about having us on. <laughs> the longer we're on the job, they get less excited about us. It's, it's just it's like this really weird thing. Um. So we don't really know how to act and like, we don't really understand. Right. And that's, and I think then when, what, what makes it worse is when we just don't trust the people that we work with because maybe they've stabbed us in the back or they judge us or they talk shit about us and we know they talk shit and we don't really fit in with the click per se. And I've got to tell you this, if there's clicks, if you are the head of a clique or a part of a clique within your agency, you, my friend, are disgusting. You disgust me because we all have a badge, every single one of us. And it doesn't matter. I don't care what agency, if you are a first responder and you are clicky, like a bunch of girls in high school, 
you are a disgrace and you need to fucking fix yourself because that is causing officers to fucking kill themselves and take their own lives because they don't feel like they fit in. It's the same guys. Listen, it's the same thing in high school. It's the same shit. It's the same shit, except the bully is the sergeant. You know what I mean? Or the bully is the senior patrol officer and you just can't get away from them. They just keep giving you shit and you just feel not good enough. And maybe they ask you to hang out, but you know, they're only asking you to hang out because you're the only guy or girl on shift who wouldn't be at the get togethers. And so you go, but they don't really have your back and every decision you make, they Monday morning quarterback and everything that you do, they just talk a bunch of shit and they just don't like you. Let me tell you something that, that, that is what's killing our culture. And so we need to change it. So I went on a long spiel today about like how we can change it, all the different problems with it. I just want to bring a ton of realization to if that's you, if you're that person, I want you to fix it. And if you're judging people, I want you to fix that too. You can only judge yourself. Like that's it. Like just get in the mirror, judge yourself. Other than that, shut the fuck up, put your head down, do your job. And that's it. You know, and I I know I'm being very curt as my sergeant liked to tell me I was on my evals and ding me for it. But it's true. It's true. And you need to hear it. And sometimes hearing it from somebody like me, who's really in your face and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Sometimes it'll actually get through to you. And you know what? If maybe it's not you, but you know, somebody who needs to listen to this episode, send it fucking send it. The next thing I want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you about these thoughts, these, these rapid thoughts, these rapid fire thoughts. And the reason why is because we're on the topic of suicide tonight. I'm, I'm really on fire in my mind with what's going on. And I just learned, um, from my boys on uh, Instagram at Team South Florida. Shout out Team South Florida. Um, go follow them on Instagram. Uh, that we're up to 50 police suicides. Okay. And so if anybody wants to give me, you know, correctional officers, FD, EMT, if you guys want to give me, if somebody here is listening, want to give me those stats, I totally shout those out. I just don't know them. Okay. I know what last year's suicide, uh, firefighter suicide rate is. Um, but I don't, and I, I don't know off the top of my head, I have it written down. I, I used it in a training. Um, I have it on, I have it on a post on my Instagram. Um, but off the top of my head, I don't know when I just saw this police one. So I just want to say, shut up, give me that. <clears throat> I'd definitely be happy to talk about it. Um, all I'm saying is that we, the devil is in our head. And what happens is we can't, we can't escape our head, can't escape our minds. I'm watching this, um, I'm watching SEAL Team. I don't know if you are. I don't know if you've like, it's a really, it's a really great series, SEAL Team. Totally. You got, if you haven't, you should go right from the beginning and, and watch it. I mean, it, right now it's their team leader. His name is Jason. He's been on the team for like 20 years. Squared away, very squared away. Great looking dude. Fucking beast of a man. Lost his wife suddenly in a crash. And um, had to raise his two kids, but he, he didn't really raise them because he was always gone because the, the team came first because he's the team leader, right? He's, he's the man, master chief or chief. I don't know. Forgive me. But what it's showing you is how bad his PTSD is and how he just, he, he is really struggling. He's really struggling and he can't escape his mind. And it's really doing this beautiful 
like it's really depicting beautifully how that is and how that works in the human brain. Doesn't matter what kind of what you do for a job, you really can't escape the human mind. And when we can't escape our mind, what do we do? Well, just to start it off, we numb it. We numb ourselves. We numb out, right? Drugs, alcohol, food, sex, anything you can find yourself addicted to, that's what you're going to do because you're going to try to numb your mind. Then, you know, we develop really bad anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, anything, you know, you name it, right along that lines. I have to tell you that if that is you, I want you to know that you're not alone. You, may, you don't have to get diagnosed to understand what I'm going through or to have, you know, PTSD or the now they're calling it and not a disorder. They're calling it PTSI. They're calling it an injury. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Just a cop who has a PT, who got diagnosed with PTSD and an anxiety disorder. And I see it all over the place. So what I'm saying to you is this. You can't outrun your mind. You got to turn, you got to face it and you got to do it sooner than later. I'll tell you a story. So for the last, like, I've been doing really well. Like my anxiety, I really haven't had bad anxiety. I started to have some bad anxiety at the beginning of the COVID. I won't lie. Like the whole beginning, I like was totally picking up on the universal energy. I was definitely nervous. My husband's out on the front line. I luckily don't have to be, um, but my father, and he does not live with, he just lives with my mother. He doesn't live with me. But my father is um, very susceptible to this due to his own health. And it is like devastating to me because like my dad is my everything. And so like, I'm like fucking petrified that he's going to get this. Like talking about it like, right now brings like tears to my eyes. I know that everybody listening can relate to there's somebody, if it's not yourself or somebody like you're fucking petrified of getting this, right? Like we all are, we're all facing our own shit. And I got like a ton of anxiety around it in the beginning. Like that was you know, that was something that I did. I'm really anxious about it. But then, but then I like really calmed down and I hadn't been anxious, honestly, for like a month or two. Like I just was been chilling, like, and everybody's kind of like up in chaos. And like, I've not me, like we live in the woods and like, I've been doing grocery shopping for two weeks. Like I've really been like, just fine. Like honestly, like taking tons of hikes, doing my workouts, doing work. Like I've been doing the things and I've been just fine. But about four, four or five days ago, I started experiencing crippling anxiety and I'm like, fuck. And it started, I had this idea, I have this idea and it ha- it's like all these thoughts in my head. And then I put the rest of the thoughts in my subconscious. Like I'm not putting it at the forefront. I talked to my husband a little bit about it couple of times. Then I just kind of like set, put it to the side of my head. I've got a ton of other things going on. I'm a professor. Well, it's an ad, I'm an adjunct professor. Um, and I was in my students last week. And so I'm like grading all their papers and I'm like, and I've got a ne- another class like starting up and like all this shit. And I just have a ton of things going on. So like but what happens is the, the thoughts that I have and the, and the anxiety I started developing, okay, is still running in my mind, but I didn't realize it. Well, my chest started like, and then like, so hypochondriac autumn, 
like all of a sudden random times my chest like the top of my chest started feeling really tight I'm like oh my god oh my god this is it I'm dead and then like I would notice like I would have a hard time catching my breath like that's not me (laughs) and I'm like what the hell is going on no other symptoms nothing completely healthy everything's fine and I'm like what the hell and like I found myself yawning extensively like Yawn, 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 right at one right after another to the point where the other day I had to go to Home Depot with my husband and he's, he's like, Autumn, did you fucking get any sleep last night? And I'm like, yeah, why? He's like, you are yawning like extensively. I'm like, I know. He's like, you're stressed out. And I'm like, I am. And then, and then I got focused and busy. And so like, it didn't bother me. And then today I noticed again, I was like, what the hell? Like, I'm like, I feel like I can't breathe. I am exhausted. What the hell is going on with me? And then I had this like really beautiful conversation with Adam and he made me, he made me realize like what was going on and that I was running from this fear. I was running from this thing in my head and it was a really beautiful conversation because he could say it to me in a way that I heard it and he wasn't being demeaning, but what I thought it was so important and I really wanted to pass on was after him and I had that conversation, I haven't, knock on wood, okay, (laughs) I haven't experienced, I have not experienced anxiety since. My, my chest has been fine. I am not yawning extensively. This podcast is getting recorded at about 11 o'clock at night and I'm fine. And I just, I was like, fucking shit. Like this, this is, this is gold because the more that I ran from it, the bigger it grew right? But then when I turned around and faced it, it was like, it just shrunk. It was like, oh. And I just feel like that is so true with so much in our lives and so much that we do, you know? We run and we run and we run and we run. But then we turn around and we face it. It's really not that big of a deal. And that's really what I found out today for me. And not that I didn't always know this, but this example is just really on the forefront. I just really wanted to share it with you because I bet there's something, maybe not right now, but at some point there'll be something in your mind and then you'll put it in your subconscious. You'll set it aside and you will find yourself facing anxiety and you're like, what the hell is going on? Why am I feeling like this? Maybe you'll be like, you might not even face anxiety. You might just be mega pissed off <laughs> not even know why, right? But this can be this can be true for any and all emotions, until we face them. Because a lot of times we don't face them. I just, we run from them. I just think it's really important because when we run from them and we don't face them, they build up and build up and build up and then they could turn into big problems. So my goal is to have you not do that. My goal is for you to take a look at what's going on in your life. Take a look at how you're coping and handling things and ask yourself what you're doing. If like, if you are running and if you are running, turn around and face it. And if you need some help doing that, talk with somebody, reflect back with somebody. Maybe, you know, if you confide into somebody almost every day, they'll they'll be able to tell you, sit down and journal, write it out or honest, go for a walk and have a conversation with yourself or go in the shower and just talk to yourself. And it sounds crazy, but it works. It really works. So I had a lot to say tonight. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to one time music. His music's going to be at the end of this episode you got to listen to him. He is a brother in blue. He is literally bars on bars on bars. 
if you know that term and you enjoy fucking rap, hip hop, you, you need to listen to him. What he says in his music, he doesn't even swear. And what he says in his music relates to us as first responders, specifically the police, but he does rep for all first responders. It is so impactful and it just means so much to me. Some so a police officer with so much talent and like given back to us. And and I'll be featuring, you know, there's a, there's a couple other ones who I actually really enjoy myself and we'll be featuring on here, but um just uh listen to his song it's coming up next and then go hit him up on Instagram, go tell him you heard him on this podcast, go download his music on Apple or Spotify or whatever the hell you have for music and binge it and become obsessed just like I am because that's how it's going to be. Sheepdogs, if you're not with me on Instagram, go follow my ass on Instagram. <laughs> if you guys have questions, anything, let me know. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you went and gave me a rating on iTunes. That would make me very happy. Um, share this out with anybody who you know needs it, and I'll see you next time. They buried me in the water and I came I knew. <laughs> now I'm baptized in blue I'm a I'm a never quit, I refuse to lose I got heart and I got crazy, I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue I'm a warrior, just been baptized in blue I'm a fighter, never win or never quit I refuse to lose I got heart and I got crazy, I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue I'm a warrior, just been baptized in blue uh. In the Holy Ghost, I came out with a badge and gun and a heart that said never run. I signed up for a job you wouldn't dare to do. This ain't no green screen movie, don't compare the two. We look at your actions in the elements and everything relevant. If they line up, prepare to pay the consequence. You do dirt, you get cussed, no bluff. It's ignorance to think we will shoot with your hands up if you the police. You feel the world is against you like every call you go to people trying to tempt you well Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary I ride on the devil, I ain't scary and I ain't worried You want my life, come take it, it's gonna be a fight I take you to the light, like Will and Bright I wouldn't expect you to understand what I do, only the damn blue line Cause they baptized in blue, oh uh. I'm a fighter, I'm a winner, never quit, I refuse to lose I got heart and I got crazy, I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue I'm a fighter I know it was him, but it could have been I What about the kids? Uh, what about the spouse? Yeah, now who gon' put food inside them babies' mouth? It's a bigger picture when the officer down Domino effect, Blue Nation, family, country, and town The media don't cover us, huh Well, maybe Fox, cause MSNBC and CNN Surely don't care about cops, politicians More concerned about protecting the legal Instead of laying the law down And protecting the people, let me get off my soapbox Before I curse, I don't see way too many cops Riding in hearse, well I wouldn't expect you to understand What I do, only the thin blue light Cause they baptized <laughs> Blue, uh. I'm a fighter, I'm a winner, never quit, I refuse to lose I got heart and I got crazy, I'm a warrior 
baptized in blue I'm a warrior that's been baptized in blue I'm a fighter, never win or never quit I refuse to lose, I got heart and I got dizzy I'm a warrior that's been baptized in blue I'm a warrior that's been baptized in blue If I'm faced with a mission, I'm gonna complete it If that means being deleted, I live with the credence I do this for the combat vets and Leos When I'm suited, ready to go It's either friend or foe Only Lord knows what my future's in store I only kill with the hope to see more So God don't close that door If I take a life, it's him or me With the host to survive, not big a tree I go in situations that you cannot imagine Deal with things that you cannot fathom No, it buts or rather I'd rather fight for cause than live for nothing So when you read my headstone, you know I die she complained by justified force You blame the cops first That don't work, you blame the courts But I wouldn't expect you to understand What I do, only the thin blue line Cause they baptized in blue oh, I'm a fighter, I'm a winner, never quit I refuse to lose I got heart and I got gritty I'm a warrior that's been baptized in blue I'm a warrior that's been baptized in blue I'm a fighter, never win I'm a warrior